Yo, peace and love, family. It's the Hood Psychologist. I'm back at it again with the legendary Nia Queen, and this is the What's Good With You podcast. We are back for another episode, and we have a special guest and a friend of mine, founder of New Black History Makers, um, political activist, entrepreneur, journalist Jasmine Gates. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I am Thank so you for introduction. I am so happy to have you here. And just for the people that don't know, me and Jasmine went to high school together. Yeah. Um, long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she is um She's just like a warrior. Like she's always on the front lines, you know, really putting in the work. She's not just, you know, a social media activist. Like she does this in real life, okay? Because yeah, yeah. a lot of y'all be tweeting and <laughs> reposting, but she really out there in making the field. right, the field. exactly, yeah, okay. making making a change. Yeah. And um, I just want to say, like, I, I I really admire you for that. Yeah. And you know, I I look at you on social media, and I'm just like, you know, you say the things that I'm afraid to say, mm-hmm. but like. You're just like no, I'm like I'm going with it. Yeah. Like, I'm going with it. That. Like I'm, I'm for my that. people, so I got to do this. Yeah. And I just really admire that about you. And um, also, Jasmine helped me help me start what's good with you because I didn't know anything about podcasting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she had her podcast, and I was like, Jasmine, like I really want to do podcasting. Like I don't know where to go. She hooked What's me up with Keith. She, okay. she, like she's the reason why we're here. Yeah. She, she heard the first episode before everybody. Uh-huh. Like she was like, okay, Nia, you need to change this, this, and this. Make sure you do this. Yeah, like. That's that's man, Jasmine is the goat. Jasmine is the goat. <laughs> like, you. man, you. I'm, I'm so I'm so happy um, to have you here, and um, we're just gonna get right into. It. We're gonna go straight into hate to see it, and um, this week, uh, the vice president <laughs> Kamala Harris said that America isn't a racist country. I. I Oh, man. It's just like, after what we just went through in 2020, it's like, how could you really yeah. say that? Like, you really sat up on TV and said that. Yeah. Like, what is going on in your head? I, I, don't, I don't understand. So, well, what, what are your guys' thoughts on that? What are I, think, I think people, is like, people are taking the, like a more so watered-down approach to what racism is because mm-hmm. we hear so much. That you just think everything is racism. Mm-hmm. But if you really look at the definition of racism being a system, then right. how, could, how the hell could you say that America, <laughs> the system of America, is not a problem? Mm-hmm. Like, are you crazy? Come on now. It's, it's, it's way too many systems that, that oppress people in this country. Right. The whole country was founded off oppressing people. So right. if, you're, <laughs> if your foundation is a system that has been grown from the oppression of a people, right. then how could you not be living in a how could it not be racist? That doesn't even make sense. No, I definitely agree. And I think, I mean, we have, she has to look at herself. Why was it so important for her to get into office in the first place? Why was it such a feat for her to get there? Why did she go to a HBCU? Why did mm-hmm. she pledge? Mm-hmm. Because there weren't spaces that, you know, there weren't spaces that accepted her as she was. So right. she went That's and right. found black spaces. So it's like, we went and we celebrated you and I wasn't someone that was on her bandwagon, but I saw a lot of people that celebrated her mm-hmm. and was just like, yeah, we have the first black female president, um, vice president, excuse me. Um, and to go and say the U S is not racist. It's like, well then why were we so excited that you got into office? So let's go and grab all of that back. But I think it, it's just a slap in the face. Cause it's like, we want black people in office. We want black yeah, people in power, yeah. mm-hmm. but then you go yeah. and you say things like that. And it's like, 
our ancestors my god like that's my thing like you really just just dispelled the experiences that they went through like you really just sat up there and said that the u.s like that's crazy to me yes that that's like bullshit yeah (laughs) and it's just like it's just like we we it, yeah, it kind of takes away like of what she represents because yeah. now I'm yeah. like, well, you're not even gonna really be doing nothing for us, right? Because you think it ain't a racist I, I'm country, a, I'm like. Be real, that's why I don't really even like deal too much with politics because it's all the same game. Like, if right. you're not if you're not speaking towards the America's agenda, uh-huh. then you're they ain't gonna put no real authentic black person up in there. They're gonna right. put somebody that's gonna speak real lightly about situations right. and not really tell the whole truth and what's really going on. And to right. be a black person and to live the experience of the system of racism mm-hmm. in this country and then to go in front of the whole world and say, oh no, it's not racist. You're just a puppet if you ask me. And just imagine what she's saying behind closed doors, right? Man. She was willing to put that on, on in front of the whole world essentially. So imagine what's going on behind closed doors and you have to look like Federally, it's like, it's not even that, oh, your hands are tied. Like, no, you're willingly going there, like you said, and being a puppet. For you to, like, you didn't have to say that. You know, you could have kept that to yourself. But to go and to say that, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, we see where you are. And you haven't even been in your office for a year. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, we literally have over three more years left with you. Right, yeah. And she she said, it's America's not racism, but racist, but we have a history of racism. Yeah, we have to address the <laughs> like it's history still there. It ain't no history. It's like, still there. Discrepancy in your own statement. Yeah, like, if we we're here because of our history. Yeah, right. Like it ain't nothing just changed overnight when you got into office. Right. Like, we still we still dealing with the same right. problems. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And now. they and they. Like, they do that. Like, the government does that. Like, they'll give us, like, a little bit. And they'll be like, oh, this black oh, person is here. Right, but yeah. no real change is happening. But we just put a black person here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so let's make them think that they actually have some type of power when really she's saying stuff like that. She She's not even, like, she's not even going to help us. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> are we getting so, oh, man. But, um. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna end it on that note. But the reason why I, I chose that for hate to see it is because in this episode we're going to be talking about, you know, being black in America. Mm-hmm. Like that racial trauma that we go through, um, sometimes on a daily basis, yeah. whether that's, you know, through social media or through real life experiences. Mm-hmm. It, it's a big part of, you know, African Americans and, and one of the reasons why I'm so such an advocate for mental health is because I know black people go through so much. It's like you got to take care of your mental health and emotional health because I know that stuff is happening to you. I know you're seeing people getting killed Mm -hmm. on social media like almost every day. Like I know people are, you know, having their little microaggressions at you at work and in the workplace. Like it's never ending. So we got to take care of ourselves. So, um, you know, racial trauma is just a big part of, our history and what's happening now um and i really wanted jasmine to be on this episode because she is an activist and she's not afraid to speak up yeah yeah she's not afraid to speak up um for what's you know what's right and um one thing that i really liked about jasmine is like (laughs) recently um mayor aja brown Mm -hmm. Um, endorsed um, a Hispanic man for um, the mayoral race for Compton. Mm -hmm. And Jasmine had said, you know, she was a little disappointed um, because, you know, she thought she would endorse somebody black, you know, keep the power in, you know, the black community. And she faced a lot of backlash (laughs) for that. And I was like, (laughs) 
I was like, for real, y'all? Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Jasmine, you could touch up a little mm. bit more on that. But, like, how was it for you? Like, you're literally just standing up for your people. Man, and it be your own people. That'd be, you can be, be your own people. Me. Oh, man, that's what hurt the most. Right. Be your own that's what I'm like. But she handled it so well. She didn't <laughs> back you. down from what she said. Yeah. And that's we need. That's we need more on. people like that. Like, don't back down just because, you know, you, you face a little backlash here mm-hmm. and there. People want to call you this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, just stand stand your ground. Yeah. And she does a, a really good job for Thank that. You. Um. I wanted to ask you first, like, what inspired, you know, you to create new black history makers and start this journey with activism? Did you want me to touch on the mayor thing? Yeah, talk um, about that real quick. Oh, yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. My bad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you are familiar with Compton, they are going through a major election um, right now. They voted uh, April 20th, and now they're in the runoffs. Uh, the mayor seat was open, District to the council uh, person seat is open in district three treasurer is open and then city clerk. So I went in and interviewed a lot of the candidates. Um, I'm familiar with the work out there. We've been doing a lot of initiatives to get people to vote. Mm-hmm. And um, I know the mayor. Uh, so I don't follow her on Instagram and she, somebody, because I know people that know her and I know her, people were reposting her endorsement, which was this Hispanic man that was running. Mm. And I saw it in someone's, I kept seeing it in people's stories and I'm like, why is she posted like yeah. uh, pictures with this man? And I looked at it and I'm like endorsing him. And I was like, okay. Um, I kind of looked through the comments and I was like, wait, everybody is kind of like, okay with this. And I was like, my first comment was like, this is interesting. Um, and then I tagged her and I, I put up a, a post in my story and was like, I'm disappointed. Uh, one, because I'm a mover and shaker, especially mm-hmm. in the city. And I was like, I have a right to express my disappointment in That's leaders facts. that are yeah. of the generation be- ab- above us. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, we're not like tight, but she knows me. If she sees me, she'll come and speak. I'll come and speak to her. But mm-hmm. she was like, you're disrespectful. Um, I'm not ra- telling me that she's not racist. Basically try to say that my claims are racist. Um, we had kind of got into it back and forth on the post because problem the rapper, he commented saying like, Hey, what can I do? Mm -hmm. Um, basically to like push this man. And I was like, well, you should probably do your research before you just willfully go and support him. And I was like, you have a huge platform. So like, don't, Mm -hmm. you know, misrepresent that. Mm -hmm. So he never responded, but the mayor did. We had conversations in my DMS and then we had conversations on the public, uh, posts and stuff. So she was pretty upset about it. There were black people that were like, why would you bash a black woman? And I'm like, but you know, kind of like what you said, like, I have footing to stand on, you know, like I've been out here doing work. And if one of my leaders is not doing something that they should be doing, um, then I have a problem with that. Hold them accountable. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the issue was that she didn't, it's far beyond she should have endorsed a black person. It was, you've been in office for eight years. You had a responsibility to basically groom a younger black person or a black person for that job. That's a part of your responsibility as a leader. You didn't do that. So a lot of people were like, well, you just want her to go and endorse any black person. And I said, no, the work started eight years ago when she got to office. Right. She knew she wasn't going to be mayor forever. So you had a job Mm -hmm. to go and raise up the next generation. Mm -hmm. That's facts. The Latino vote, the Latinos, as we can see, he, the guy that she endorsed, um, he is running in the race right now. So they're going into the runoff. He was going to get the Latino vote regardless. Right. Mm-hmm. He knew that. So for us to go and give up our support, exactly. especially as the exactly. mayor, it was like, wow. Like Man. we knew that the Latinos were going to go and vote for him. So now you have 
a group of people who may, you know, because she's the mayor, yeah. right. going to go and vote for him. And it was just like, you took us out the race, exactly. right? essentially. So yeah. that was, you know, my issue with that. But there was a lot of you know, backlash. You know what stuff. the problem is? Like, we, we exist in a, in a reality where black people are the only people that get repercussions for supporting yeah. their own people. Right. That's crazy. Like, we are the only... I never understood if, if that. A, if a Hispanic promotes a Hispanic, mm-hmm. that's all good. Nobody yeah. right. says anything. But time when you say, you know, you're a black person. You're supposed to put another black it's young person on. It's a problem. It's, yeah. oh, you being racist. And, right. Like, what are you... Are y'all Or they'd be like, oh, it's another person of color. No, like, they're not black. Now. Right. They're like, not black. black. Right. Be for your people. Mm-hmm. Just, right. just for once. Just be for your people for once. Right. right. And and that's the thing I appreciate about like going to an HBCU. It's like I'm always trying to support mm-hmm. other Black people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's like you said, like it's nothing against the dude. Yeah. But it's just like if yeah. you had that, that time that to right groom there. somebody yeah, else, why right not do it? Yeah. I'm sure there was plenty of young Black people mm-hmm. so excited mm-hmm. when she first got elected. Like, oh, can I work under yep. you? Can I? Yep. I'm I'm positive mm-hmm. that and there she was said somebody. that there wasn't. There she was said that not they one. All because of her experience, that none of them wanted to go into office. And I'm like, you mean to tell me in the yeah. city of Compton, there was nobody that was able and willing politically? And I'm like, come on, look That's at our generation. We ready to go? Right. You know? So go. like yeah. for real. So I was just like so disappointed because I'm like. People were like, well, you should have ran. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm not a politician. Right. I'm not going to sit there and give you what's like what you need to hear. So right. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, but there's someone qualified the same way. Like, sure. we're not going to ask for Uncle John up the street to be a surgeon. Like, mm-hmm. you have to have qualifications. That's but we right. still need That's black right. surgeons, you know, right. exactly. but like be qualified. And, uh-huh. and a lot of the conversation, which was so upsetting, was like, we have to say qualified black person right it's mm. just not understood that black people can be qualified right mm. like it was Ooh. that con- that's a conversation that I was having yeah. a lot with a lot of people like in the comments and I had to check like every single black yeah, person was, like are you meaning to her. say like you know and even the Latinos came for me but it was like y'all it wasn't I'm even cool, about y'all I'm cool right. with that like I, I'm cool with that cause mm. they can feel like you know what you going against my people so I'm gonna say but when it's your own people yeah. that's the part that just yeah. So it was, you know, some people hit me, you know, and was like, okay, I understand and stuff, but mm-hmm. it was just some people just want to, you know, cause problems and mm-hmm. they don't want to understand yeah, you because that doesn't intent. make sense. If you think of our last names, why would I not push my brother? You know, like, why would I not do that? Right. And my thing was like, let's just let. Let the Asians who have who they have. Let the, you know, Latinos have who they have. Let us right. have what we have. Let the best man win. And then there's no beef. But yep. when we take our footing out of the race yep. and we put our support elsewhere, yep. we lose, you know, the chance to win. Mm-hmm. So. And I understand, too, like, why are black people kind of forced to be like, oh, we love everybody. Mm-hmm. We that, support everybody. because we, we don't have our own community. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, why is that just with us? Like, yeah. even when the whole thing with the stop the asian hate mm-hmm. and there was an article put mm-hmm. out like how black people can support it why are y'all singling yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. is it not majority yeah. white people in this country mm-hmm. but y'all telling us mm-hmm. how we can support what exactly that didn't make no exactly. sense and it isn't world. even us doing it right like we're not yeah. even the people so it's like and and what was crazy to me and i made a post about it while they were saying like black people need to support you know asians and mm-hmm. then you had the trial of uh, for George Floyd mm-hmm. and it's like and then something else had happened and I forgot because so much happens but right. something else had happened and I'm like do y'all see what y'all are asking us to come and help y'all because you guys are tired of being bullied but we're dealing with like dying death, we're you dying know? so it was just like it's inconsiderate and I made posts about it and I was like 
let's have a conversation. Like, y'all keep asking for us to help y'all. What do y'all want us to do? And not one Asian exactly. person responded mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. It's I think the just, I think the world is just comfortable with seeing black people have nothing to where it's it's, it's like emerging itself into our own community mm-hmm. and our own spaces. Like even though we don't have a community to call our own or or a piece of land, a piece of property, anything mm-hmm. to really call our own, it's even getting into our mental to where we don't even want to advocate for ourselves. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Just because we're so used to not having nothing, it's like, right. hold on, this person is trying to get me to you know get, put my people in position and, and political powers. Uh, I'm uncomfortable with that. I'm not used to that in America, <laughs> right. so I'm going to say whatever I got to say against it. It's just ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, we're, I have a good question about that, but I'm going to get to that later. <laughs> okay. um, I, I wanted to circle back to how you got your start into activism. Okay. Well, I grew up in the church, so I'm a preacher's kid. Um, I'm Kojic, if anyone, Church God in Christ, if anyone's familiar with that. But uh, I saw my grandparents and my parents, them lead, like, the, our community our church community basically mm-hmm. into like living a better life spiritually mm-hmm. um and of course it's a black church right mm-hmm. so what i then saw was like it wasn't translating into the community so it's i mean activism and i use that word lightly but i guess mm-hmm. that's what it is but it's you know just bringing people together it's ministry in a way mm-hmm. you know it, it's for me it's just like i need like i often say i don't want I'm not telling black people or other people that are not black, like that black people are dope. We're beautiful. Like the shirt says, our brand is new black history makers. Their shirts say, I am a new black history maker because Mm -hmm. I want like black people to know that we are dope, that we are beautiful. And I feel like we'll move differently. You know, if we can, if we know ourselves, like if If you know our work, right. Like, even this, and there's a lot of other brands that have, like, dope slogans, but I'm like, you look in the mirror, you read your shirt, or uh-huh. I look at your shirt, it's like, whoa, like, you know, that's, you know, wow, that like, I feel empowered now. So, mm-hmm. that's my work, like, that's my, that's it, where it's just like, I understand ministry from the point of spirituality, but I also understand that ministry has to exist in the form of, like, community, too. Right, And right. we like will not be better unless we look at ourselves better. Just like you said, like, why is it, not a like why is it not okay for us to support ourselves like i do a Mm -hmm. compton's black exchange uh, in compton of course and it's only black vendors and we've been doing it for i think this is our sixth one that's coming up next month so some guy drove up and he's like what's going on here he's a black guy and we were like you know it's all black vendors we're trying Mm -hmm. to sell them out and stuff and he was like well i think you guys should have everybody here and i'm like like you just heard (laughs) black businesses black business owners are coming here to recycle their dollar man and and regardless like why are you looking at it as a negative thing you know Mm -hmm. but we don't see ourselves as worthy of getting the sole opportunity Mm -hmm. we don't see ourselves as worthy of of being having a black wall street you know of having black hospitals of Mm -hmm. having you know solely black schools and stuff we don't see ourselves as worthy so it's like you're looking at me like, why am I singling black people out? But I'm looking at you like, why don't you see yourself as beautiful enough to mm-hmm. be singled out, mm-hmm. you know, to get a soul experience? So wow. that's essentially like why I do that to let people know, like, you know, black is like, what's up? And it's Man. not that anything else isn't, but it's just that we've been soul conditioned to not believe that we're beautiful. Right. So it's like, Man. I want y'all to like receive that through the work that I do. Man. <laughs> you you preaching man you preaching and i was looking up um so 
I was looking up racial trauma, mm-hmm. and one of the coping skills for racial trauma is activism. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like yeah. I never thought of it as a coping skill. Mm-hmm. I just thought we, we gotta we gotta do this. Right. <laughs> but yeah. but at the same time, it can you know give somebody peace of mind. Like I know we ain't where we need to be, but yeah. at least I'm doing the work, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. I was wondering, do you ever get that feeling like maybe like not pride, I don't want to say pride, but like a sense of accomplishment or like you feel good about what you do when like when you have these organize these events or when you talk about your brand. So it is it's something that I've been growing on. So like and this is something that I'm dealing with in real time. So Bruce's Beach, I had did that event, uh if any I'm sure y'all have heard about it, uh where we the once black owned uh, spot that's in Manhattan Beach. Um I went up there for Brianna Taylor's birthday in June. Mm-hmm. last June. So Bruce's beach was not being talked about on social media before we went up there. So now they're trying, you know, they're getting reparations mm-hmm. and all of that right. stuff. Back. I heard about that. Um, and people will hit me up about it all the time. Like, yo, you know, look what y'all did. And I'm like, I'm not a part of that work. I don't go and ask the other side for anything. But what I did go there for was to let black people know, like they owned that land back in the early 1900s. When you think of black people in the 1900s, mm-hmm. you think of like, struggle or like right. you know like we was getting spit on and we weren't able to sit down but like they owned a beach two beach resorts on the oceanfront mm. in manhattan beach mm. a black couple mm. for right. about 12 years so i went there because it was brianna taylor's birthday and i wanted to celebrate that and then i also wanted black people to know like our history is not turmoil like all the mm. time you know so Man. we went up there that- did you, were you at that event or? No, no, I wasn't at that one. So it was about 200 people that had showed up uh-huh. and I had planned, I thought it was going to be like 30 and the news came and everything. And that's the spark that got, you know, Bruce's beach to be weird. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the news paying attention to it. And for a while I would not say that, you know, because I was just like, I just went there. Everybody knew about it. But I'm like, if you go back and look, mm-hmm. people just started hearing about Bruce's. Mm-hmm. So there's moments like that where I look at it and it's like, no, I did not go to get the family back their land. But I did want black people to understand, like, we our history is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's rich, you know, like. Right. That's a dope thing. So there's that. And then even with the brand, like the new black history makers is like such a gift. Like I just call it like a God assignment because I'm like, I've literally gotten to the point where I've been out and seen people like that. I don't know with it on, you know? So it's like getting to that point where, I mean, it just has taken off, but I'm like honored because I'm like, I want black people to feel this right. You know, I want black people to feel empowered by it. So just seeing people buy it, the, the fact that I'm like, almost booked every weekend selling merchandise, you know, like I'm constantly getting orders, you know, that to me is like, wow. And then of course the, the politics and stuff, like people asking me like, you know, who do we vote for? You know, that live in Compton or who should we vote for? Mm-hmm. What do I do mm-hmm. and stuff? It's just like, wow. Like, okay. You know, y'all listening to me, right. You know, so it, yeah. it, one, it it, there's it a, you. you know, responsibility to keep being a voice mm-hmm. um but then it also like you said you have to have those moments and don't let no one make you feel like it's proudful or whatever like yeah, you have to know because if not you're not going to be fueled to continue doing mm-hmm. the work so mm-hmm. i'm like because i know when that last election cycle hit the people that hit me up the people that were like wow the people that were in my d it was politicians from other cities mm-hmm. reaching out to me So me doing that, it's like, it empowers you. I had to, like, big up myself so that I can go back and continue to do, like, the work and do it better, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, that that's good. I'm glad that you feel some some type of joy in your because yeah. you really be working. I'm like, yeah. when when does Jasmine take a break? Like, <laughs> she don't take breaks. I think I think we should, as a people, we should be joyful for the people that's in like your yeah. position. Right, like, exactly. You, like, come on, like you feel me? You got a Honda, and some people driving the Benz. Mm. The Honda take a little bit less gas than the Benz do. Right. But if somebody pushing the Benz, like mm. you pushing with your movement, right. as a people, we got to gas that thing up. Right, like, exactly. You get all the praise, all the mm-hmm. grass, all the recognition right, yeah. from me. Like, I love to see that type Thank of work. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, we don't like to just give people their props or their right. credit when credit right. is due. Right. That's one thing that we also got to change as a people. Because yeah. if you got somebody out here that's really doing the work, that's really in the field, right. and, and you not the person that's in the field, at, right. least, at least put that person on. At least share that person stuff at least buy that person's right, merchandise right, or something right, you know right. what i'm saying yeah and and it's and it's nothing wrong if you're not the person that's on the front lines exactly. but let's let's pour into the people that pour, are yeah. let's support their businesses yeah. let's you know donate to their causes because mm-hmm. you know like even last year when all the protests were going on i'm not gonna lie i was too scared to mm-hmm, go out mm-hmm. there because i was just like I, you know, too many people and just like, I just had too much anxiety that yeah. I couldn't be out there. But it's like, if somebody needs something, y'all need some water or something like, okay, I'll give y'all mm-hmm, some money, mm-hmm, like whatever mm-hmm. it is. Um, you know, so if you, if you can't be on the front lines, that's okay. We're not pushing y'all to do what y'all, which I'm not comfortable with doing, but let's, you know, contribute to the people right. that are. And because, I would, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, what's important and what I will not do, because I do criticize a lot. And what I did not do last year was criticize black people on how they responded to what was going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I went through an emotional just dip. Like, even during the Breonna Taylor event, I literally was on the phone with my friend. And she's like, how many people are going to be there? And I'm like, 30, girl. Like, just come out. Because people were worried about COVID. So, I get out there. The news is out there. It's getting to about 200 people are are there. Uh And I'm like, whoa. And, And I literally saw one of my friends and, like, broke down in her arms and I was like what made me think I could do this you know mm-hmm. that I could come mm-hmm. in and and have this event for Brianna Taylor who has passed away and looking at all these women sitting here and being like it could have been any one of us mm. um and I was going after George Floyd because it was a few days after George Floyd that we went out there I went through I mean I wasn't sleeping I wasn't doing anything and that was the moment where I was like I'm not criticizing black people on how they respond I didn't go to not one protest mm-hmm. I don't that's not in me that's not my work yeah. um, I'm not gonna go and yell in the streets like you gonna, you will see me like right. you know shaking stuff up but that's not you know what I do and no shade to anybody that does that yeah, right. but I was just like I think we as black people often also have to like Say if you didn't go to a protest, is that don't mean you less black? Yeah. You know, right. that doesn't mean you not right. feeling it. Because like right. some emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. we we may not be able to go and do that. Like yep. people yep. that ran for Ahmad Aubrey, I'm like I would have broke down crying on my job. I'm not going right. out there running, exactly. you know. So it, I I really took that like I'm not criticizing black people for how they respond now. On you know, you want to say something like Kamala that I will criticize yeah, you that, for that. But little- <laughs> how you deal with your emotional trauma, uh, I I. I you know, refuse to, to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's a good segue into my next question, which is about, you know, social media and all the trauma that we see on there. Do you feel like that desensitizes us mm-hmm. to it? Or is it like just too traumatizing to see it over and over and over again? Like what, what has been your experience, you know, seeing all these, you know, murders and mm-hmm. shootings on um, social media? I think you have to use your own intelligence. I think a lot of times people don't learn themselves. So I know my limits. I know what I can see and what Mm -hmm. I can't see. So like with 
Micaiah, um, the most one of the most recent uh, murders. That one I did watch. One because like I've been in education and kids are my heart, yeah. so mm-hmm. I watched that because I wanted to see like what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one. It depends, and it depends on what mood I'm in, mm. you know, if I watch or if I won't watch. But I think right. we have to pay attention to that of ourselves. I think they should still be posted okay. because there's a lot of people who are still sitting on their hands and, and saying, like, oh, no, well, they should have did something wrong. Like, right. you need to see that there was nothing done wrong. You need to see that they are blatantly just killing people that look yeah. like us. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't think it decent because if you look at that and and over and over again and you become desensitized it's like okay you need to go see a therapist Mm -hmm. right yeah Um, Mm -hmm. because even if you talk to police officers or people that deal with death often they will tell you they see it every day but they still are not used to it right so if you're becoming desensitized to black death that's a problem and Mm -hmm. that's something that you have to go and and get checked out but i think they should still post it because what happens is you won't see it and what i've seen in the younger generation that's like even younger than us when i was um in education they're saying, like, it's not that bad. You know, like, black people are doing a lot. Like, you know, and it's getting to this point because they were able to see all of last year and they were at home. Right. That they're starting to wake up a little bit. Like, some of my students have reached out to me. They'll call me and stuff. But they they will say, like, it's not that bad. When it comes to slavery, they're like, slavery, what? Like, you know, that's, that's the, like, they're basically thinking negatively of the slaves you know like Mm. that's where it's getting to like it's really turning a corner with them so Mm. i'm like post it talk about it if you don't want to if it does something to you if it's triggering to you you be responsible enough not to watch it you know Mm. nothing like you may see the first two seconds before you're like okay i don't want to watch it but you can flip through anything or you can put your phone down right you know you You don't don't have have to to, be on instagram you don't have to be but there are Mm. because we're still going through it there's a need for people to still see it right yeah it 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 does bring an an awareness Mm -hmm. um to people who do think oh it's not that bad like no it is that bad it is that bad and just my experience and we kind of talked about this in our first episode Mm -hmm. we were talking about 2020 trauma and I was like that week after you know George Floyd was killed Mm -hmm. and you know his his video went viral like I had to just I had to delete Instagram Mm -hmm. from my phone because it was all you know I can't breathe and it's just like I, my heart was breaking, yeah. literally. Yeah. My heart was breaking. Like, I would literally just start crying at my phone. And it's just like, I can't I can't look at this every single yeah. day. I can't. Yeah. I can't. And then also, too, like, I'm a therapist, so I got to listen to these kids' sob stories. Mm-hmm. Then I'm looking at this. Also, like, I, I can't handle both of those. Mm-hmm. And I go to therapy still, but yeah. I still can't. I'm still human at the end of the day. Like, I can't handle it. So sometimes... Well, I would say majority of the time I don't watch the videos because I'm just I'm an empath naturally. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I see that, I'm just like my heart is breaking. Mm-hmm. My heart is really breaking. Mm-hmm. And and like you said, like when you had the event at Bruce's Beach and you were looking at the women like that could have been any of us. That's what I see man, in those videos. Man. Like I see my brother. I see my cousin. Like I can't I can't watch it. Like I really can't watch it. And um yeah, some like you like you said, you gotta you know know yourself yeah. and know when to turn it off. Yeah, you gotta know when to turn. I it I think off. that's important to know yourself, but I do think it's important um, for it to be posted because it's just like it's just a reminder of mm-hmm. it, it ain't changed, ain't nothing yeah. changed, right? Nothing different. Yeah. We're still battling the same right. same system that does not value the life of black people, mm-hmm. and so if we don't get if we don't get to see that. 
if we don't get the visualization of, you know, pe- some people are visual learners, right? And right. Some people can just read something and learn, but right. you know, if you can actually just see what's happening, there's like there shouldn't there's no real debate. Like there's right. no there's exactly. no real controversy. Right. It's like it's right there in your face. Right. And and that was the thing that happened with the whole like George Floyd trial. It's like he's really on trial, but we know Damn. he did it. We seen yeah. it. We seen the video and he's re- really me, on man. trial. You know, for, for something we something know like he guilty of. Right. right. The whole we world seen that. Right. The we all saw scene. it. So, I mean, that just goes to, like, in that same day, mm-hmm. he he gets convicted, then Micaiah Bryant gets and then killed. You get the, right. And then you get the vice president saying we don't exist in a racist space. Yeah, right? like, come on, it's it, insensitive black, to say on, that. Man. Yeah. yeah, it's insensitive. Crazy. And it's like, I, I watched when they read the verdict and, you know, I was shocked because I thought he was going to get off. I'm just so used to, you know, Mm -hmm. cops not getting, you know. But at the same time, it's like we got to remember that it's a system. It's not just this one man. Exactly. Exactly. So I I did like sigh for a second. And Mm -hmm. then two seconds later, I'm sad again because. Right. Social media. Mm -hmm. Social media. So it's just interesting how social media has come has become like the news for us for yeah. our, for our generation and um, i didn't watch the trial at all mm-hmm. so when i I go to the gym monday through friday so i i mean if it was on a screen there that's when i would see it but mm-hmm. that's one thing where i was like i'm about to watch america be america yeah. You know? right yeah. and even though yeah. he <laughs> he got like whatever you know the verdict was mm-hmm. America was still being America still being during America. the whole the trial. Whole, the whole From like the posts that I saw and stuff, and the people saying you know things or whatever, it was just like, and I wasn't even when the verdict came out. I think I was like on live or something, and people were like, "The verdict is about to come out," and I was like, "I'm gonna get off and come back on." And I was like, "I don't." It's crazy that we literally had to wait on the edge of our seats for Man. almost a year. Then celebrate it, yeah. And then for the the, I mean, Micaiah Bryant thing to happen like in the same day it was just like because this is america and literally 15 minutes after yeah it wasn't even you know and people were up and and you know excited about it and i'm like when you do the work there is none because you know like even with me i've been involved with manhattan beach with bruce's beach um because they had a task force after we went down there they created a task force Mm -hmm. and they were trying to issue an apology and they were trying to get more art in the city to commemorate the bruce's the citizens down there took out an ad in the newspaper to basically say that they didn't want that. They didn't want the apology. They didn't want to talk about it. So I'm sitting in city council meetings and task force meetings with them. I'm dealing with the politics um, of Compton and, and my disappointment with the mayor. And then you have what's going on like in the rest of the world, right? Mm-hmm. And then I have my own life. So it's like, at what point in time I'm dealing with all these things, mm-hmm. would I be excited for this man that's supposed to be in yeah, jail? Right. You know, getting, his, ver- getting yeah. his verdict of being guilty. So I'm like, when you're doing the work, you realize like, and then in the city of Compton, the death rate out there is skyrocketing for some reason. Like the city is hot, wow. you know, like, and I think at the beginning of March, um, I'm driving down like a few blocks from my house and there's, you know, tape and you're in in front of one of the persons. He's like a brother to me. He's running for city council in front of his water store. um, They shot a body right there. So it's like you're dealing with all of this, right, with with our issues in the black community, with what white people do to us and then what you have politically and then the police. Mm -hmm. And you want me to be excited for. This man that's a cold blooded murderer exactly. getting that charge, and it's like I don't have any excitement for that 
you know, topic work at is not all. done. Right. Because yeah. then I have to go back and go talk to these white people, right? And then we're in a, a runoff for Compton. So now I have to do more interviews because they're voting June 1st. Mm. Um, and then how do we figure out how to get this, the murders that are happening in Compton to rectify? Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and talking to the dudes in the hood, that's, you got to, like, do a lot of work to do that. There's a yeah. lot of research that yep. goes into that because mm-hmm. they're not going to just listen to anybody. That's right. Fine. So it's, like, all you. of that. And then, okay, mm-hmm. George Floyd. And then 15 minutes later, Bakaya. And it's, like, okay, we right back where, Man. you know, we were. So it's, mm-hmm. like, well, room for excitement. I don't have that. Right. Yeah. Um, Tawan gave me a really good question uh, to ask you. And he it said, are black people too widespread in our fight for equality? Should we all be unified? And I really wanted to know your uh, view on that. Yes, we are. We, and not even in our own fight, we fight for everything else. And this is a, (laughs) this is going to be an unpopular belief, but we as black women have it the worst. And I'll say like the way that we process things. So yes, we know that we are capable of fighting fights and we know that we can go in and and talk our talk or whatever Mm -hmm. but we for some reason want to go fight everybody else's fight that's right we want to go fight for the lgbtq we want to go fight for the asians we want to go fight for the dream act we want to go fight for um whatever else Mm -hmm. but then it leaves us spread thin when we're fighting for ourselves Mm -hmm. and that is what i have seen like literally when i made the post about what do you what do you want black people to do for Asians, a white lady had responded to me and was like, well, my Asian friends have said that black women have been the most responsive to whatever it is. And she was like, they've been calling, you know, and doing all that. And I'm like, exactly, because Mm -hmm. that's what black women do. So for me, people will, right. So for me, people will be like, you know, don't be silent or whatever. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to say very silent. I believe that all people should have basic human rights. Everyone right, should be exactly. protected. Everyone right. should have a right to safety. Right. But I'm not I'm not going to go advocate. I'm not going to go march. Right. I'm right. not going to go use New Black History Makers. We ain't doing New Black History Makers meets AAPI. No. Mm. We, I have to be solely about my people. Right. Uh, because no one else is going to be solely about us. And then when we need you to step up, as other races, y'all don't step up. So... I think That's we do I'm spread ourselves in through other, you know, like other fights and stuff. And and like I said, it, it may be unpopular, but we as black women, it's a, it's a, it's just like a, a catch twenty two. Like we're good at it, and we want to go mm-hmm. and and be great at it, but you have to realize it's taking you away from your own fight. Like I right. said, if you if everyone else is asking you to cook. How are you going to have time to cook for yourself, for your household? Man, you know? say that. And that's kind of like what's say happening that. with us. And, and, and that's so important because, like, I have gotten into debates with my family members mm-hmm. about, like, the whole stop Asian hate. And I'm just like, y'all, we got to fight for us yeah. first. Yeah. Before we can help anybody yeah. else, right. just like they say, when you're on the plane, put your mask on first, mm-hmm. then put your kid's mask yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Because you can't you can't save the other person if you're if you're dead. Right. Literally, if you're dead, you can't save the other person. Yeah. So it's not I, I don't like like when people say like when you advocate for black people and they and they be like, Oh, that's racist. How is it racist? Right. That's bullshit. How is it racist? <laughs> please please let me know. Yeah. Somebody please inform me. How is that racist that I'm trying to help my people right. who could barely get above water? So right. I, I was in my undergrad studies in Kansas in a pure white 
area of Kansas, like North Newton, Kansas, mm-hmm. with nothing out there but white folks and grass. I was in class, and this this white boy says, "You know what? Because we we were talking a lot about you know racial problems and equality at our convocations. You know, all the students meet. Mm-hmm. And he was like, these conversations are cool. He stood up. He stood up in the middle of class. Said these conversations are cool, but like it's fatiguing to me." Like, mm. I'm getting tired of talking about this over and over. <laughs> so it's like, it's, I was like, you know, because it's like, look. Wow, look, boy. Look, exactly. Boy, white boy. Okay, but look. So, so, so this is a problem, right? As soon as another agenda that comes up on the table that needs to get pushed, you know, as soon as another problem arises, we automatically clinch onto that because mm-hmm. people are getting tired of talking about the black people's struggle, the black people's mm-hmm. struggle. But we, this is the struggle that we need to be talking about because right. this is the only struggle that really results in death. Our people mm-hmm. die as yeah. a result of our struggle, right? right. Our people are, are get the worst oppression that has ever existed in the world right. because of our struggles, mm-hmm. right? But as soon as another agenda gets pushed, as soon as another problem arises, Asian hate, oh, the whole world talks about it. Now let's put, yeah. let's just put black people on pause for a second and let's focus on this and let's do something about it. And, and it's t- as soon then as there's a bill I, man, for as it, soon as, man, it, for one year, for one y'all year. have been experiencing this. And now there's a bill passed that we can't, crazy. you know, have hate crimes against Asians. It's crazy. But, but the anti-lynching bill still has not it's been crazy. Passed. It's, it's Still has not been talk. passed. How long ago was Emmett Till? O- over fifty years ago. Right. What? It's crazy. Like, man, I- I'm sorry. <laughs> I- I'm, get- I'm getting all hyped up. Let me let me get back to my questions. <laughs> let me get back to my questions. Um, my last question for you is: How do you? How do you self care? Like, how do you? cope with all this you know backlash but also just being burnt out from working all the time and being on the front lines all the time like what do you do for you um well pre-covid i'm like a world traveler so i will hop on a plane quick and go somewhere um that slowed down because of covid but Mm -hmm. i'm hoping this summer to get it back and i will essentially leave for about like two months Oh, wow. Um, and be gone uh, when I was working in education. Cause, and working in education, that is tough. That is tough. And I'm glad that I got out of that. I'm tutoring now, but not in a classroom mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. because I only wanted to work in the hood. And um, I felt like if I'm if I have a great thing to offer, um, why not give it to the hood? Right. Like, why would I go into That's where people facts. have resources? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I didn't go, you know I mean, I went to school in Cerritos. So right, yeah. I didn't come from that. So I had to learn that space as well. But I would look at the kids and, you know, I'm teaching seventh graders, eighth graders, and they're at fifth grade, fourth grade level, math wise, mm-hmm. reading wise, you know, even lower than that. So I'm looking at them and I, I would have days of feeling hopeless, like, how are you even going to compete with the kids that are going to school, you know, like in the beach areas or, right. you know, right. the, the white areas or whatever. So I had to get a break. So I would literally leave, like, if not the week school ended and come back maybe like the day before school started, I would just leave like that and go. So um, go travel in a different country. Mm. Um, so that now, like during the pandemic, what I had to do is going on drives. So since we couldn't travel, I would just like literally go from Manhattan Beach and drive up the coast through to San Pedro. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I would even like go get some That's cheesecake or something, but yeah. just do that. Right. There's a lot of different like spots, like scenic spots where you can just chill. Mm-hmm. Or I think it's called Mulholland Drive. I would go up to Hollywood, just make that drive out there and just drive up in the hills. And you can stop places. But since we were stuck, I was like, we you don't have to be stuck in the house. So you can go right. out and do yeah. something. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. that's something. Um, you know, I do go to church, of course. So I'm like a firm believer in God. That's that's a, a piece for me. And then, um, you know, I'll, I'll take a rest day. Like, I, I'm not afraid of that. There, I'm, I'll take a rest day. I mean, I work for myself, essentially. So um, I can do that. I just have to pick up, you know, more the next day. but oh, Or, okay. you know, okay. the following weeks. But mm-hmm. that's... Yeah, getting on on a plane like that's I missed it. I don't. I think the last time I was on a plane was a few months ago. But at one point in time, I was leaving a lot. If I wasn't going out of the country, I was going to a different state or something. Mm-hmm. So being on a plane, oh my, like that's my my peace, my serenity, all of that. But that and then like I said, just driving around or sometimes I'll go and um, get something. You know, just treat myself. You mm-hmm. know, like some, especially during the pandemic, because there wasn't a lot that we can do. Right. Or yeah. I'll do a shopping day. You know, where I'm just like I'm about to just go out here and you know do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are my like my little pieces mm-hmm. um, of just like solitude, and I love being by myself. Mm-hmm. Like I, because I'm around people all the time, so I enjoy like just my time uh, with myself. And at a view, oh, I'll be there for hours. Like. Yeah, that that's that's good that you take that time out for yourself. And just like for people listening, like if you're if you're black, like we're going to we're going to have racial trauma. So Mm -hmm. you you got to take care of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. if it's not through mental health, like go to church. She has, you know, her spirituality that keeps her grounded and rooted. Um, You know, some people are into, you know, more of the spiritual practices and all that. Um, Whatever it is that you do, just make sure to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. because the fight is never really going to be over for us. Yeah. And and we're going to see it, whether it's on social media or whether it's in real life, like it, it's inevitable. Like we can't escape it mm-hmm. all the time, but if you can take a couple hours just to do that, like that's going to help you. Like that helps you cope with the racial trauma. And um, I, I'm just so glad that you came. We had a great yeah, conversation. Yeah, love, yeah. And like there was so many things that I wanted to talk about, but I was like, you know what? Let me, let me keep it. <laughs> Keep it together, but um, yeah, I re- I really appreciate you. Um, I-, I want you to talk about um, where can people f- find you on um, Instagram and your brand, where they could buy um, New Black History Makers. <laughs> um, so you can go on Instagram, of course, New Black History Makers. Uh, you can go to newblackhistorymakers.com. Uh, we have the merch. The website is up. You can see some of the stuff that we've been doing, some of the things that we've been featured in. And then you can also, uh, well, that's, yeah, New Black History Makers, everything. So that's, you know, what the handle is. And send us stuff. Uh, Politically, we're trying to get into other cities. Or not trying to, but when elections are happening in other cities, we'll be pushing that knowledge. I know for the general election that happened in November, we did a voter guide. So I did not want to get into politics, but I'm here now. So I'm definitely, what I get, what I learn, I'm definitely pushing. So if you're in Compton, too, you have another uh, election coming up June 1st. If you need information, please hit up New Black History Makers. We're on there. Um, There's a few interviews of people that are in the runoffs that are up now. So please go check that out. Please get out to vote. Please, if you did not vote this last election, please, please vote this election. So. 
All right. Well, um, make sure you guys follow us at double underscore what's good with you. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. You can listen to this episode, any um, podcast platforms um, we're available on. And that is it. That is all for today. Hey, y'all keep the love and the peace. We'll see what's good with y'all next week.